welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of monster hunters with way too many board games. I'm Tom, the courier, and I'm joined by... Justin, your local architect. Oh, I'm Adam, and I'm the, uh, what the hell was I? Oh, the, 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 uh, the mayor. I was the mayor. The fucking mayor. The fact that you couldn't remember that. Well, I don't know. I was just, I, (laughs) I'm, (laughs) look, my character was, uh... I, I remembered my character because of certain attributes, namely the fact that she was in a wheelchair. I suppose that probably makes me a bad person, but here we are. But she and, had the uh, most actions. She, uh, she, actions. she could get around. She had no, one, no one's holding her back. That's right. She's like, don't stop me now. You know? <laughs> it's a good thing we're so off key with these. <laughs> Isn't it, though? Isn't it? Yeah. This is a board game podcast where we play board games in our collections and then talk about them. And today we are talking about Horrified. The board game, um, which is a board game about uh, Universal Pictures monsters, I think is. But you got like uh, you got like a mummy, you got some Draculas, you got some uh, Wolfmans. You got, it's like uh, the old, like the the old horror movie tropes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the thing the from the Black thing. Lagoon, and yeah. you know. This is one of the ones in Justin's collection, so I'm going to let him read the back of the box, and then we'll go into the overview of this bad boy. A city screams in terror. A cooperative game against the world's most famous monsters. The village is under attack. Dracula, the mummy, Frankenstein's monster, his bride, and more are on a rampage, and your team of heroes must defeat them. Each monster offers an entirely unique challenge, and players can adjust the difficulty by playing against a new group of adversaries every game. Overcome them all before the horror overwhelms you. Ba ba ba. And if you can't tell, this is a game that is uh, firmly rooted in like self owns. I think it's uh, you know it's not taking itself too seriously, which is just pretty good. It's uh, it's all about campy horror uh properties from you know 40 years ago or whatever it's pretty pretty entertaining uh it is a fully co-op game where you pick uh two or more monsters that you want to face off against the base game that justin brought over has uh has a the you know, like the frankenstein's monster you got uh, the invisible man you've got frankenstein monster's bride i probably should have done her first um uh, dracula you got uh, your wolfman and you got the the mummy and each one of these comes with their own little board that tells you how they kind of play as well as like they all have their own sort of uh, objectives to fulfill. So if you decide that you want to pull out Dracula and the Wolfman, uh, then you're going to end up flipping that little card over uh, and you're going to be uh, s- sort of following the setup instructions that are on there. And like for Dracula, you're basically just like you put down a bunch of these like coffins all over the place. And w- the, w- the way you fight Dracula is you have to go around smashing up his coffins, which has its own little rules to it. And then you go find him and then you go stab him in the face with uh, garlic. Um, and then the Wolfman is kind of, a, you know, a similar sort of thing, except that you're running around trying to gather up the uh, the way to cure uh, Wolfman disease, uh, and then uh, you're so, so the, which entails you basically going around trying to find specific things and taking them back to a particular location on the map, uh, creating the cure, and then finding him, uh, beating him into submission, and then force feeding him the cure. Um, and so the the way the game is going to work is that you you pick out these uh, these two bad boys that you want to go and uh, and fight. You're going to stick their nicely modeled uh, standees or their nicely modeled miniatures out into their starting area. 
You're going to grab your characters. Each of the characters has like their own special abilities. So aforementioned Mare is able to take five actions where most people are only able to take four. The Courier is able to teleport to other players' spots. Um, and I think Justin was playing like the Explorer, which gets fewer actions, but they can sort of move to anywhere on the map that isn't uh, submerged underwater. Um, and so there's a, a few more of these that I'm not really going to go over, but they sort of follow a, say, a standard uh standard you know uh way of doing things where like one guy is able to move other people one guy is able to do uh, actions adjacent to other areas and so this is something that you've seen in like pandemic right like there's role based uh role based differences to each of the characters that you're going to play you're going to slap these people down on their starting areas. You're going to grab a this little bag that's full of these little tiles, and you're going to pull out 12 of those tiles, and you're going to put them into the locations that they specify. And these tiles are going to be uh, in different colors. They're going to be the blue ones, which are kind of like science-y type things. So one of them was just a full centrifuge, which goes and hangs out at the uh, laboratory, which is like, okay, sure, why not? Uh, enjoy lugging that fucker around. Um, you got your uh, yellow things, which are sort of the mystical things in nature. So like, I don't know, a tablet, just yeah, there's a tablet and it's going to be hanging out in the museum, you know, because that's where you keep tablets. Um, as well as there's going to be the red stuff, which is basically your weaponry. So pistols and the pistols are just, they're all up in the barn and the precinct sort of thing. Uh, the color of these items, as well as the little number that's on top of them will uh, factor into generally uh, what like the monster monsters is a way of being defeated so like with dracula's thing to be able to smash up his coffins you have to have the number of the red tiles has to add up to six and you like sort of collect these as you go along and discard them to be able to do various things um but i'm getting ahead of myself uh so you are gonna plonk a bunch of these down on the map and then you start the game and the game is basically you get to do four actions on your turn unless you're the mayor in which case you get to do five or you're the other person to get to do three um and these are like you can pick up everything that's on your space so you just like hoover up a bunch of items that are on your on your spot you can move to an adjacent area you can uh tell townsfolk to come to you or move them off of your square to another square uh because townsfolk will sort of pop in and out of the game uh depending on uh cards that come up and they can uh be uh sort of ushered to these safe areas which will get you uh special perks um there's also being able to use the items there's also being able to uh i think that's probably it there's like using the items to fight the draculas and that, that's more or less it. So each turn is going to be seeing you deciding from like what you have available to you, where you want to go, um, uh, trying to pick up items to try to fight off the various monsters. Some of the puzzles are more intricate than others and require a little bit more of like there's more puzzles in some and some are just like pretty straightforward like Dracula's thing. Um, but you're gonna be going to be going around like trying to trying to get items, basically. Um, once you're done your turn, you're going to be doing the monster turn. And what that entails is you flipping over a card from the monster deck and essentially following it. So this is going to do a couple things. Uh, it's going to add more items to the uh, to the board. It's going to have some sort of effect on like uh, the, the board state. So either like someone will show up, the uh, the old uh, fortune teller pops up in the camp and, you know, she wants to get somewhere else. And so she'll be there as another person for the uh, for the monsters to sort of go and nom on uh, to make uh, to make things worse for you. 
um, or uh, the monsters will be activated in, in different ways. So like the swamp thing kept like disappearing, like hiding under a bridge and just like fucking off from wherever he was. So you couldn't get at him kind of thing. Um, and, and there's, so there's, there's a bunch of different effects having to do with that, that just generally affect like the board state. Um, and at the very bottom of the, uh, of the card is which monsters you're going to activate for movement and hurting people. So depending on what the symbols are on the bottom, you're going to activate one or more of the monsters. They're going to move sort of in the direction that is most advantageous for them. So they generally try to go after large groups of people. If they happen to be in a, in a space full of anyone, uh, what they will do is you'll roll a bunch of dice. You'll figure out if you've got any uh, hits on them. Anyone that gets hit dies uh, unless you can discard an item from your hand. And uh, if you die, you go to uh, the hospital uh, to await your next turn. Um, any survivors that die just die and the terror track goes up anytime somebody dies. Uh, and this is one way that you can lose the game. And then uh, the other side of the die is the exclamation mark. And what this does is each monster also has like a, a special like, oh shit, this is bad kind of thing. And like with Dracula, it was basically dragging heroes toward him. So like, you know, not ideal being uh, worked over, uh, bringing, being dragged all over the map. The funny one was like the mummies thing where you just start flipping over pieces on his board so that you don't necessarily know what they are, which is kind of frustrating because it's a sliding block puzzle and uh, and stuff like that. So each one of the monsters also has those sorts of things. Um, so once all the monsters are activated, then you move on to the next person and you carry on until either you've defeated all the monsters, in which case you win. Um, and again, they all have their own sort of side sub quests that you need to sort of do before you can go and finish them off. Um, and you lose by either reaching the top level of the terror track, which is, you know, every time somebody dies, that thing goes up, um, or you run out of time, which is essentially like you running out of cards to flip over during the monster's turn. And I don't think there was anything else, but uh, I'll let Justin fill me in on anything that I got wrong here. Um, how did, did I miss anything important? I think you got everything. Um, kind of the two ways to lose, either running out of cards or uh, having too many people get beat up, either yourselves or the civilians that show up. Um, did you bring uh, mention the the perk cards? Uh, no, I forgot about the perk cards. Yeah. Yeah, so you get a perk card right off the bat, uh, which is uh, sort of just straight up cheating. So like, oh, <laughs> you can move all of the items from one hero to another hero. And then once you use that card, you discard it. And the nice thing about the perk cards is that they do help you get through some pretty sticky situations. And you can get more perk cards as you go out throughout the game by escorting the uh, hapless villagers to their safe area, um, which is sort of the reason you would want to take those actions, which uh, which let them move. Uh, incidentally, you can also take them along with you. So like if you're on the same space as one of the villagers, you don't need to spend extra actions to bring them along with you to the spaces that you're going to go to. It's only if you need them to go sort of in a different direction than what you're doing. But yeah, you take them from wherever they were to the safe spot that is listed on their standee, and then boom, you get another perk card. And these are usually pretty good. Sometimes they like let you skip uh, skip the monster's turn, or yeah, like I said, uh, move people around, or um, yeah, move items around, stuff like that. It's uh, so they're they're very handy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for the most part, it kind of is a take on that sort of pandemic style full co-op play. I mean, a lot of the same ideas are there with the, the heroes having, you know, basically four actions. Um, 
and uh, like a minor special ability, kind of make them a little bit more unique. Um, and it kind of condenses the, the map, obviously, because you're no longer, you know, traversing across the world. You're just in a little hapless town uh, with, you know, a, a dock where you can find knives and flowers because that's that's what you find at docks. Yeah, it's really the most like all-inclusive type of uh, podunk village you could imagine. There's like, it's got a museum and a university and a laboratory and a mansion and a camp and a crypt and an abbey. And you're like, wow, all these things in one place? That's crazy. Yeah. It's, this place uh, is rocking. It's, uh, it's got everything you want. You know, go to the theater, walk across the street to the precinct. <laughs> <laughs> to where all the police you know, are? And uh, pick up a couple revolvers and then just go hunt down a Dracula. Yeah, this place is great, except for the fact that there's fucking monsters everywhere. Yeah, I, and I, I, I like that uh, it, it really builds in that theme uh, of kind of like each monster is, you know, they're not fully unique. Uh, a lot of the times it's usually do a task and then find them and beat the shit out of them. Uh, you know, send the courier after the invisible man with like two revolvers and <laughs> arrest him. Blam, 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 blam. Quote, unquote. Um, arrest, you say. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, but X to doubt. <laughs> I'm going to arrest his heartbeat. That's what I'm going to arrest. Yes, yeah. exactly. But it, it, it does build the sort of theme and the uniqueness either into the, the cards with the event that will tie into that monster, kind of give it a little bit more flavor, or sort of the little mini game you have to do before confronting it, um, which can be really easy sometimes when we are facing off the Wolfman and every single item we needed was placed at the start of the game right next to Adam. Um, hey. but, you know, that doesn't always happen. Sometimes you're fighting Dracula and um, it's the way the, the bag works and placing out uh, items slowly, maybe max a three to turn. You know, you might not necessarily find the items or they might be spread all around. So it takes some a little more coordinating to face off against uh, certain monsters. And uh, rather than sort of pandemics, like all the diseases are basically generic unless you're playing one of the more advanced iterations. Well, the one thing, and I mean, I don't, I don't know if this was just kind of luck or what this was, but, you know, th there was a bunch of times that well, a bunch of times. The entire time we were playing this, the number of times that we played this, like it, it never really felt like we were ever in any even remote danger. Like the the tear track can go up to seven, I believe. Eight? Seven? Uh, you lose at seven. Seven. And I think the highest I remember ever seeing it was like three. Yes. So, I mean, we played the introductory session because that's what it recommended. It's like play against these two monsters. So the... Uh, uh, Dracula and the, uh, swamp thing. Was that the, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Dra Dracula and thing from the black lagoon. And you know, we, we handled those pretty easily and we're like, okay, that was the introductory one. Maybe it gets harder. So we'll add another monster into it. And then, so we played against three monsters the second time. And again, it just like, we just kind of now, I mean, again, there were there was a certain element of just like, you know, we managed just to deal with the Wolfman dumb luck. Yeah. Yeah. Right away. But but again, like we never it never felt problematic. And, and I don't know. I don't know if that's like just, again, our our dumb luck or if maybe the difficulty does need to come up a little bit. Um, I don't know. I, I think that. I think that this game, like if you are if you are one of those people who like is infatuated with with old time retro horror movies and you're like, man, I loved like the the super old Invisible Man, um, definitely not Hollow Man. That movie was the opposite of good. 
Um, <laughs> Boy, you don't like you don't like Kevin Bacon? Come on. Uh, I mean, that guy is in everything or associated with everything. That was Kevin Bacon, right? That was Kevin Bacon, right? Yeah, it was Kevin Bacon. Um, Shit, I got to look it up. Hold on. Yeah, no, it was. It absolutely <laughs> yeah, I fucking was. nailed it. I yeah. knew it. I knew yeah. it. Um, yeah, it just like... It, it just... I, I was waiting for the sense of like, oh shit, you know, we're in trouble. And that yeah. shoe never really dropped. Like, it's, I, it's, yeah, it's definitely an easier game than, say, uh, classic Pandemic. No, for sure. And I, it, but I uh, kind of like with Pandemic, you know, where you can scale it by adding more uh, epidemics in the. Sure. Yeah. 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 yeah this thing kind of scales with more. You just keep in throwing in more monsters. Uh, I mean, like but, we, we were joking by the end of it. It's like, why don't we just throw in all the monsters? I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's like great or not. Like I, I'm it definitely like from like a, you know, difficulty standpoint is on the easier side. Like this isn't going to be stressing you out every game. Uh, even with like three monsters, it's, you know, if you're a hardened pandemic veteran, you know, looking for another hit, um, this isn't going to really maybe uh, be enough of a, of a difficulty curve for you. Um, but I mean, that's actually kind of one of the reasons I, I like it is, uh, I, I played this a few times with like my brother and my sister and my sister just hates pandemic. She just finds it boring. Um, but she enjoyed, uh, this one quite a bit, uh, and was actually, you know, asked to play it again, uh, which was nice. Yeah. No, I definitely think it has a place. Like I, I, I think it's, you know, for the, for, like you said, the people who maybe get a little frustrated with pandemic, um, this is probably a very good option, like a very good alternative. Yeah, it's it's got a like it's it, it is definitely a, a kinder, gentler thing, and it, and because it has a, I mean, to say it's approachable is weird because it's a game about Dracula and, and Wolfman <laughs> like eating a bunch of people, but there is like a bunch of like cultural significance to like you know western audience around these like these like characters so like it's easier to get into because you don't need to explain to somebody what why you're beating up dracula right like it's it 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 makes sense in the in the theme of things um and it's nice to have a game that is on the easier side so that you can sort of have you know this is like your introductory sort of co-op experience and then you can sort of ramp it up to pandemic and then you just when you just want to get into the ball kicking machine then you can play a ghost stories no ghost stories <laughs> oh, man. that way you have a nice like easy sort of uh easy sort of curve and you don't know like you know with forbidden island and forbidden desert it's kind of you know they're they are kind of on the sort of the you know, more basic end of things as well but they're also like you know kind of kind of weird in their in their way it's like oh we're exploring the desert and trying to find uh gyrocopter pieces and you're like oh, okay cool well, i mean if you <laughs> Thing is, if you're not into desert exploration, and I, I shall be the sky wizard. Yeah, <laughs> one of you is the quote-unquote uh, was it uh, weatherman or uh, yeah the 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 meteorologist sky a, wizard there. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. This is like you know it 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 does it does the trick, and it's got like it's pretty pretty decent for what it does, and it's you know fun to play. Uh, yeah, not not particularly difficult uh, in this standard game which is, I think, the three three monsters. Um, we didn't play with all of the monsters, so there might be different combinations that are more complicated or convoluted. Like, with the, um, what's his pickle? The the mummy, right? Like, his thing is that you have to move these, like, scarab tokens around the board
board and they all block each other depending on which which person around the room is like doing the block puzzle at any particular time you're probably having a easier or more difficult time with it depending on how like ham-fisted they are with these kinds of puzzles <laughs> we never tried uh the frankenstein stuff and i don't i think that was the only one we didn't do right that is- yeah the only one we missed was was frankenstein and his bride or the bride yeah, and so like maybe because there's two of them in that one, maybe it's like that's a that's a good one to throw in there to make it a little bit harder without going full full four monsters. But yeah, it was definitely definitely enjoyable. Um you can have a nice jokey time with it and not feel too stressed out and I think that the rules were like simple enough that you don't really have to explain a hell of a lot. So, it's probably good for families and stuff like that. So, yeah, that was that was a that was a fun little game. I'm not much, I'm not much of a horror fan, so it didn't really have anything. I mean, you know, I know I know oh. Dracula. You and I are good friends, so yeah, I guess it's <laughs> just best it's buds. Not like a a horror game. Uh, it's more of a game with horror movie tropes uh, of like the older ones. Yeah, look, we've tried horror games. And yeah, it's a weird thing to do. None of them, none of them work. I mean, like Fury of Dracula is probably the best one that is just like straight up, like you know, I'm I'm gonna kill you, and you know, it ha- it does a good job of being kind of spooky because you go over here and you go into a card and there's a there's a thing there and you go open it up and it's, oh it's a trap, right? Like the other ones that we've tried have just been like mostly annoying. So yeah, looking at you, level seven. Oh, the oh man, that's yeah. And- Oh. That one was that one was a flop right oh, from the get go. Unfortunately, level seven subtitle elevator rush. Yep. Yeah. No. It's. I think it's a pretty decent uh, kind of that family friendly style game because there's nothing, no weird things you have to explain. Like, uh, oh well, you know, this makes sense because on Arrakis, you know, there's it's dry and there's, <laughs> there's spice everywhere, and then you just see, you know, ah uh, yes, the spice. sister's eyes glaze over across the table. Uh, and this, you know, it's all understood tropes. Uh, it was actually up for uh, it was a triple nominated in 2019 for Golden Geek and co-op, family, and thematic. So. It does hit those. It it absolutely does hit those those chords, though. Yeah, it just it has a it has a very niche. I think it has a very very niche place, and that place is like casual horror movie lover, (laughs) like like very specific. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if that's good or bad. I guess it depends on what side of that fence you sit on. But you know, like it's it's a. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's in the more generic oldie horror than like, you know, fighting Jason or Mike Myers. <laughs> yeah. Michael Myers. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that thing is right. Uh, all I know is that one of them, one of them wears some sort of masks and tries to kill you. And the other one is Austin Powers. Oof. <laughs> I know all, yeah. all the horrors. I mean, you say niche, but I'd probably play this over a decent amount of things. Like if I'm out at the cabin, just hanging out, like, you know, it doesn't take up a ton of time and it's, you know, just a nice, chill, relaxed. I mean, it's again, the theme doesn't necessarily set me on fire, but I like the little that there's like little games that you're doing. And each of the monsters has its own like unique thing. And sometimes the the only thing I wasn't sure about was like, are we sure that we played it right? Because I do feel like it was, you know, when a card flips over, sometimes just nothing happens. 
And that seems crazy to me. Like, are we sure that we did it right? That sometimes just nothing happens? Yeah, I think there's, it's a rare occurrence and usually only happens when there's only, you know, a, one or two monsters left. Normally, yeah, most of the cards true. have like the fire on it to activate whoever is enraged. Uh, but there are a couple that don't for sure. And someone is always enraged. Oh, yeah. They, like 100% they, they, they of the time. They're, they're, fran- they're frenzied. Yeah, they're not happy. Yeah, it's because the, uh, you know, they're trying to trying to buy a house in this little town, and it's like the place is full of monsters. They're trying to find a nice monster house, but there's already like so many monsters there. It's hard. It's hard to find. Hard to move up when you're uh, when the whole place is just filled with monsters. It's true. <laughs> they're always trying to do the monster mash, and these heroes keep coming in trying to bust up the place. Yeah, it's a little kid with multiple revolvers keeps <laughs> jumping in and blasting away at everybody. Uh, I also just enjoy it. it sometimes it, I do enjoy this one because of just weird moments like yeah you were like the the street urchin courier running around with double revolvers or there was adam as the like old mayor <laughs> just coming up behind the wolf man and clonking him over the back of the head with like a fire pick and a cane and then just you know administering the cure <laughs> that's it yeah after after finding the cure and then yeah just just took the whole thing in in in, in his hands like yeah don't worry. you guys are idiots Back i'm gonna off. deal with this I myself wheels her ass out of the uh, out of the theater there and goes and <laughs> picks up a 16 centrifuges and makes a cure for this disease that goes and beats the shit out of this dude. Yeah. So why is everyone afraid of this wolf man? Yeah, what's what's the big deal? You just just you just have to administer this cure like come on. You're a you're a PhD mayor. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah. I was I was well well versed in the science. Do you did you ever play with the uh, the Frankenstein's monster one at all, Justin? Uh, yes, I did. What, what's what's its deal? Uh, its deal is that in order to defeat uh, Frankenstein and the Bride, is you have to teach them about humanity, uh, and what? you can't let them meet each other until they do. Sounds like a pain in the dick. Yeah, it, it is kind of because you have to spend items to both teach them about humanity to raise up these little dials and also to push them away. Uh, but if they ever attack a villager or a hero, they lose humanity as well. So it's about huh. running at them, you know, giving them some, you know, knowledge and then getting getting the hell out of there. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah. No, it's a... It's you combine that with some of the other guys and I, I can see how that would become a mess real fast. Yes. So if they meet, what happens? Um, uh, da, 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 da. Nothing Uh-oh. good, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's right. So what happens if they do meet? Absolutely zero. Like, oh, all right. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's fine. You know, they play play some games together, a little parcheesy. Yeah. They just bust out a go board. And I can't, yeah. Oh no. That's a sure way to make one of them enraged. <laughs> yeah, uh, for yes. sure. Exactly. Why do you think they're always so mad? If they haven't learned about their humanity yet, uh, you increase the terror level as they go on a rampage and uh, then they kind of reset in different areas of the board and start moving towards each other again. All right. I can see how that one would be a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's like, you know, a bit of a bit of a testament to like the the variety that they can have in this. And I think there's also you said there was expansions for this or they're coming out with expansions. There is a there's a standalone game uh, by a different designer and publisher, I think. The design and art at the very least, which is a uh, American monster. So it's horrified American monsters, um, which has a a whole new slew of heroes and uh, a bit of a different art style to it. Uh, But it is it is a 
standalone game rather than an expansion itself. Is it compatible with this or is they just like they're completely, completely apart? I think they're completely apart, but uh, I don't I don't have the uh, American Monster, so I can't say for certain. Yeah, OK. It says that it's standalone game that features gameplay similar to if this sounds interesting to you and you're but you're like, oh, I don't want to fight uh, Dracula again. Then you can fight Bigfoot, Mothman, the Jersey Devil, the Chupacabra, the Banshee of the Badlands, and the Ozark Howler. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the hell those last two are, but they sound sound bad. The Ozark Howler. I think that's just somebody screaming in your backyard. (laughs) (laughs) Would it be a Wilhelm scream at that point? Ah! I don't know. I have a hard time. I have a hard time with this one because, like, there is nothing obtusely wrong with this game. But it's like it just it it just sits in such an odd spot. Like it it sits like it it just feels like I don't know to me who like has a copy of Pandemic already and enjoys Pandemic in general. Like this this I don't. I don't know. I don't I feel like if you're someone who already understands and kind of can get through pandemic and and something along those lines, like you don't need this one unless you are hot and horny over the theme, unless you're like, oh, man, like old movie tropes, like old horror movie tropes. Like, I need this. (laughs) Then, yeah, like run out there and pick it up. But 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 otherwise, like, I don't know that it's I don't know that it's necessary. Um, Or if you if you're one of those people who play pandemic. And you're like, man, this is super hard or long or annoying or what have you, um, because all of those are are perfectly valid complaints and concerns. And if if that's if those are your concerns, then yeah, again, maybe this one is better for you, because I think it plays in 40 minutes maximum, probably even less once you once you know the game. Like, did we did yeah. we play two or three? Two. Two rounds of this? Okay. Mm-hmm. And we debated playing a third one, and then we chose just to move to a, a different game. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Scary. Uh, no, I, I agree. Like, if you are a, a diehard Pandemic fan, like, this isn't doing enough new, I think, it um, to warrant, you know, tossing Pandemic and playing this. But I, I do find this has a place for kind of more light board game nights or... Uh, you know, more family games, like, uh, just kind of, it's, this is easier to kind of just plonk down, quickly explain and, you know, get people of all ages and all kind of skill levels playing where pandemic can be a bit of a harder sell. Um, yeah, it has a place, but it's definitely not something that it maybe caters towards sort of, you know, grizzled gamers like ourselves. Yeah. I mean, that, that makes it sound to me like you're going to keep this. Well, I mean, yeah, if if I were to, say, give it a review or uh, some sort of standing like that, yeah. That, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Coincidentally. Uh, we're going to back into it eventually, guys. Ooh, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll get, get into there. that smooth. And then I'm going to pump, pump the brakes. You know, get, <laughs> yeah, get us to a yeah, jittering exactly. stop. Better uh, hang a few lanterns on it to make sure that I can't fucking edit all this out. Perfect. Uh, but yeah, if if I were to, say, review this, uh, it is a game that I'm going to keep. Um, I, I feel that it, it fits a niche um, in it being kind of one of those good light-ish co-op games um, that I don't really have to think twice about it if I'm bringing it out, you know, for like a for family um because i know my parents would play this uh, my sister enjoys this and neither of those two groups uh, is really all that interested in something like pandemic it, both in the theme and sort of the more 
direct puzzle nature of that, uh, where it's like, you know, on your turn, you have to go here or, you know, DC is going to explode. And, you know, so that, that's your turn. Um, because this is a little more smaller in scale, there's kind of a little bit less of that. Um, and it's a really nice looking game that's uh, easy to set up and doesn't require a lot of uh, rules explanation or uh, checking the rule book. Uh, and it plays in a nice amount of time. Uh, not a lot of people are willing to sit around uh, for a board game that goes over an hour. Uh, that's the long and short of it. And so it fits a, a lovely little niche in my board game collection. So I'm going to hold on to it. But uh, if you know, you're a diehard pandemic fan uh, and you really want to be uh, kicked in the metaphorical uh, testicles, um, you know, this, this game's really not going to fit that niche. What about you, Tom? Yeah, I mean, if I had this game, I'd probably keep it around because I think I agree with you mostly is, is that it's, you know, it's a fun little co-op game that I could play with my kids. You know, they're not old enough to be able to sort of like navigate something like pandemic. I mean, they will be old enough eventually, but I mean, like I'll take any sort of, you know, ammunition that I can to sort of get them to, to, to play games with me. So, you know, having something that's a little bit more simple and a little bit more dynamic, um, is, is, is always good. So, and, and I think I agree with you. Like there's, there's nothing wrong with it. There's, um, uh, it, it builds on a fairly solid, a fairly solid system, which is the, you know, the pandemic sort of thing with the, with the actions and the roles and stuff like that. And, uh, it just does a really good job of, um, being a nice, chill, relaxed time. That's pretty fun and, um, not that hard to get into. So, um, yeah, if I had it, I'd keep it around. Um, I mean, I'm not sure I'm going to rush out and grab it. I do have a ton of like co-op games, but it's one that I'd probably be willing to take off somebody's hands if they were interested in selling it. So if you think it sounds like it might be up your alley, then, you know, it's probably worth checking out for sure. Adam, what do you think? I mean, yeah, again, I've kind of like there, there is nothing wrong with this game. Uh, it's just, it's not a game. Like I said, I, I do quite enjoy pandemic. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't know why I just love it. Um, and with that being said, I would rather probably, I'd just probably rather play pandemic than this. It just a little more challenged. Like I didn't, I didn't, again, I don't think at any point that we overly felt challenged. Um, but keep in mind that I'm the sort of person that literally works on a board gaming podcast. So, you know, the, you being someone who listens to said board gaming podcast need to make that decision for yourself of, of like, is this, am I, am I someone who, who wants an easier, more casual co-op experience or do I want something, you know, a little more, I don't know, aggressive, I, mm, that aggressive isn't a, isn't a great word for it either, but uh, maybe a little more challenging. Um, if you want something a little more casual, something you can play with, with your family who aren't necessarily board gamers or your friends who aren't necessarily board gamers and, or you really like old, old movie tropes, like old horror movie tropes, then I do recommend this. And I, I think you should pick this up. However, for me, this is like a five and a half. And it's again, it's it's just based on the fact that there just wasn't enough there. Um, we saw all but one of the monsters and it just it just didn't feel like enough for me, which is is sad because, you know, I thought it, I thought it was quite nice otherwise. Wow. Yeah. Five and a half seems pretty brutal. I mean, it just it just doesn't have enough, man. Like, like there's just not enough but there. Have, but did you have a good time? I feel like you're getting in the fives. You're like. You're like that five and you're, when you're getting into the fives, you're like, what? What is that? That's, what? What? What sandwich is that? That's, that's a, it, a it's ham, above that's a, a ham, but not quite. A, 
Fuck, I took a picture ah, of this, me. too. It's on my phone. <laughs> I, mean, this, I have to I make this, this my phone wallpaper. A, yeah, he's, he's just reviewing it on the hardcore uh, board game geek review scale. Well, no, the, uh, I, yeah. I, I mean, I suppose to a point, again. yes. Like, it's, I, I'm, I'm reviewing it from the, from the viewpoint of, again, like someone who is literally working on a, board, on, a, on a podcast about board games. Like, it just, you know, I, I just want more. I just want more. And I just, like, there's, there's, I have other games in my collection, like, pandemic or ghost stories or or something like that 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 kind of fit this same role and yeah it just That's fair. That's there's fair. just no room there's no room all right all I'm right full. i'm full you're full all right yeah of whore of what? ham sandwiches oh lordy <laughs> all right that about does it for us thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode if you want to uh do us a favor you can like and subscribe and give us a five-star review or whatever that would be great uh you can also share this around that would also be fantastic if you have any constructive criticism or just want to like, shoot us a comment you can use email uh collapsing gameshelf at gmail.com you can find us on twitter at cgs podcast and if you want to shoot me a message on twitter you can find me on twitter you can find at you can find me you can find me oh you can find me at team rage tom in the club in the club bottle right. full of bub uh, justin you can always find me on twitter at don't trust justin don't worry you can trust me why don't you go ahead and send me something uh, preferably board game related but you know what this time you can pick the topic how about you adam if you're looking to get a hold of me you can get me on social media at for the win f-o-r-t-h-e-w-h-y-n um you can also catch Debbie and I uh, on Facebook if you like barbecue. That's uh, FTW BBQ and Bakery. Uh, we're in the Calgary area serving up barbecue. Uh, Debbie's actually going to be not with us, not on the podcast for a little bit. She is busy taking some uh, taking some courses uh, with regards to her work, um, her other her other other job. So and and so she will be uh yeah she's gonna be absent for the next little while. If you want to get a hold of her, she's at Mrs. Wynn M R S W H Y N on social media. Um maybe uh maybe go on there and send her a little like a little a little word of encouragement as she uh works through some crazy some crazy course that is way above uh, my understanding. Any, any of us, it's yeah. probably yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sounds tough. It is tough. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. All right. Well, thank you again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and we'll be back at you next week with something fun. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. Bye.